Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinion. Welcome to season four, episode two. Woo! Woo, woo. And we are coming at you live from Yas Island in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Brought the old bullhorn to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, and that you had to sneak by TSA. Well, no, as long as it was checked, actually. Yeah, it was fine. So no issue. It was no sneaking. Thank you, Jamie and Giancarlo, for this fantastic yeah. gift. I don't know how many of you have used a bullhorn before, but it smells. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I think it is toxic. I don't think I should have brought it here. I think Definitely we're going to pass out. I'm getting excited. But it's okay, because right now everything is all great. <laughs> we're recording this in our hotel room. Everything is just freaking perfect out here. Like, we're really dialed in. We're here for another week and a half. We've had a great time. Finally adjusted here. I'm eating well. You're eating well. We're, we're not fighting. <laughs> like I mean, I'm training like I am. You certainly It's been pretty are. cool. So let's get into last week, which is already embarrassing for me. Uh, the main event was Max Holloway. Uh defeating and wiping the floor with calvin case i because when i travel east have a little bit of an adjustment issue fell asleep during the fight which was at 4 a.m local time how embarrassing was that anna was pretty embarrassed i was a little embarrassed she was in the media room watching the utter beatdown. we'll get into it later but yeah I mean, whatever. It's going to happen. Great I'm gonna main event. I'm going to fall asleep going during to fights either you, in Brooklyn. You fall asleep when you're not adjusting to different time zones. So when you're adjusting, you need a little nap. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, I need a little nap just during, you know, the best fight of the year, even though it's only been whatever. <laughs> Seriously. 20 days. <laughs> All right. Tell us about the rest of the kind of light card, babe. Carlos Condit beat Matt Brown. Everybody thought that fight was going to suck. I thought it was just a, a, a fun fight. It was good. I love seeing those guys. Good on them. I still want to see them fight. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Lee Jing Liang defeated Santiago Ponzinibbio via a first-round TKO in a uh, stunning knockout. Good on him. Uh, I'm team, even though I'm team Santiago Ponzinibbio, I'm also team Lee Jing Liang. So good Me on too. him. And uh, Joaquin Buckley uh, got derailed. The hype train that was Joaquin Buckley got derailed by Alessio DiCiricio. Uh, <laughs> Still got to learn how to say his freaking name. Is it Chiricio? I mean, the way that uh, you introduced him last week was who the fuck cares or who the fuck I, knows. I was, that's how I pronounced it. <laughs> um, but he knocked out Chirico? Joaquin Buckley. Yeah, well, sure. We'll go with that. Uh, he knocked him out pretty devastatingly. More on that later. And uh, your Bellator update. Still haven't announced any card, any fight for 2021. But right now, UFC is taking care of us. So Yep. Whatevs. This week, like, as in today, Wednesday, January 20th, there was a card on. Hopefully, you were following us on Instagram a little bit. We dropped the ball in terms of recording. We really wanted to let you guys know about this fight but again you followed us on instagram we're positive you went back and forth between today's fight card and the inauguration mm -hmm. which conspiracy theory george do you think dana white purposely had 
a UFC card on the same day at the same time as the inauguration? Absolutely. Absolutely. Every time we've been out here, all the fight cards have been at the same time. This card is up eight hours earlier Wild. on a Wednesday during the inauguration. Having no respect for Wild. the country that your uh, company is incorporated in, but just because your man Dana, which he's been treating us very well out here and all those people, so I'm not going to say it too much. I'm but we're going to shit on him a little bit. Just because he's friends with Trump. He, re- he literally had it on during the inauguration. That's Everybody so in the media back. room was kind of sneaking, pretending like they cared about the inauguration, which is not true. People really were There's watching no pretending. It. All right. So anyway, the card today, the prelims were at 9 a.m. The main card was at 12 p.m. We wish we were in the States to enjoy the beautiful timing. Um, nice little midday work break to watch. Some notable fights and fighters on the card. The main fight was Neil Magny versus uh, Mike Chiesa. Chiesa won, like totally dominated on the ground. Magny it went the distance um both good guys I'm a little bit bummed for Neil Magny but it's all good Roxanne Montefiore lost Tyson Nam ended up losing who I love Mm -hmm. um the brother of Davidson Figgy um his younger brother Francisco Figgy Francisco um Made his UFC debut and won. And it was just kind of an incredibly long card for a, a Wednesday morning, afternoon. I'm still down with it, though. I'm still down with it. And and if there is a time for a long card, Wednesday morning, afternoon is the time. Because Saturday night at 10 p.m. is not when I want your BS. No way. But maybe pick any other day out of you know a four-year cycle, potentially, to... Maybe. Have awesome all-day Wednesday fights. Maybe. Just a thought. All right. So the circus is in town. People are here left and right. All these freaking posers. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to go down. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you guys do. And and you're going to lose your sense of smell. Uh, (sighs) God forbid we've had the quarantine. You know, this time was the first time that I got tested that it kind of, it was a little much when they stuck it on my nose. Tickled the old brain. All the other times were okay, but today was a a little rough. Hmm. Or the other day, rather. Um, What? What's this Saturday, This Saturday. It's the big card. We talked about this already. Our our listeners know. Our friends know. Oh, they know. It's Connor versus Dustin. Two. Everyone knows. It's the big card. UFC 257. Everybody knows. All these freaking posers are here from all, like, legitimate news sources and stuff like that. Get out of here. You guys don't know shit, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the, the food's been a little bit better in the catering, I guess, because they're trying to show off to all these uh, jerks from, like, the New York Times and stuff. But get the fuck out of here. But also, yes, everything is better. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's Connor. It's Connor. It's a big card. Um, so also on the card that we're looking forward to, we've talked about it before, Dan Hooker and his uh, least favorite fighter in the lightweight division is fighting uh, Michael Chandler, one, one, one of our favorites, definitely right. our favorite cannot fighter wait. from Bellator to cross over, I think, to the UFC. Yes, so, at least a crossover, but that's yeah. not saying very much. That's not saying very much, but Michael Chandler is the best. Uh, Jessica I, who uh, I think w- uh, we don't like, really? No. I think we do like her because she uh, missed weight one time, uh, right? But then, uh, well, and then I think she blamed her period, uh, and right. I think we both kind of had a problem with that. But also didn't. But then she missed weight again. Yeah, and didn't she have? But she was like corny when she was talking to, uh, trash to Sh- Shevchenko. And stuff. Yeah, 
but whatever. She corny. We like know. we like JoJo Calderwood around these parts. I don't want to be sexist when I talk about when women trash talk. Yeah, well, <laughs> so oh. <laughs> let's yeah, just go well, to Joey well, and yeah, Calderwood, let's just go who to JoJo. I love. Who, yeah, she's pretty oh, awesome. We love. If anybody enjoys uh, listening to ASMR on YouTube and stuff, her voice is pretty ASMR. Oh, yeah. It gives you that little tingle on the back of the neck yeah. with Scottish she, soft accent. She's Scottish. She's Scottish. Yeah. She said in her last fight that she lost. She just wasn't feeling like herself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't her jujitsu. It wasn't anything else. She said in the media day, she was just not in her body. It was weird. So excited for her to oh, beat the I fuck really, out of Jessica. I really hope she does because she yeah. was going to fight for the title, but she took a mm-hmm, fight in between mm-hmm, and fucked herself, mm-hmm. and now she has to work her way back up. Rightfully so. I hope she kicks major but yeah that's right we i w- this is like a, a situation that because we are in close quarters with everybody and we're not really fanboys or fan women's with uh all these fighters around <laughs> like that you're a boy and i'm a woman yeah <laughs> well no I've, don't don't assume okay don't assume oh uh, you're right i'm not i didn't mean to label it's just where i i, I try to avoid any fighters that uh we meet because i don't want them to listen to the podcast what <laughs> to fucking find us Oh, my gosh. I'll avoid Jessica I, okay? There, I said it. <laughs> Other notable fighters that I don't care if they hear to the, listen to the podcast oh, because yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for them are Matt Favola, Brad Tavares, Khalil Roundtree, who I really am rooting for, and Nick Lentz. And if their opponents are listening, I don't mean to not like you either. <laughs> what? Whatever. First of all, they're never going to listen. Second of all, we are not like afraid to voice opinions Did, yeah you're, you not, you're not you're not because oh. who's gonna get smacked in the foch oh well <laughs> maybe i'll get smacked in the foch i just want to also say for the um khalil roundtree fight he's the first card on the espn prelim prelims mm-hmm. that um start at 8 p.m on saturday so we suggest you all tune in to at least that fight we always like tell you at least one because if you're not going to pay for the pay-per-view, we totally get it. But he's a on. savage. I'm a little worried about him because I think he talked a couple months ago about this being his last fight. And anytime you start throwing last, last stuff like that, that's always mm. weird. But he's a savage. Super awesome. Uh, and I'm rooting for you. So uh, we're already past the halfway mark. So oh, let's just rush right into it and get to the top five. Before we get into the top five of the week, you know what feels really good? Jumping into the pool. You know what feels even better? Jumping out of the pool and having your balls dry quickly. Use pro- promo code AF for manscaped.com. You know what else feels really good? Sitting by the pool in Abu Dhabi drinking a Bud Light seltzer. That's right, Bud Light seltzer. It goes down super smooth over here in the United Arab Emirates. But I will say, your time is running out, Bud Light seltzer. We're waiting for that wire to come through. Tick-tock. Tick-tock, motherfucker. Put down your book and hit up our friends with the top five. <laughs> He's not even joking. <laughs> there is a reason this book is going to come up later. Uh, I'm going to post it on Instagram. All right. All right. So our first top five of season four. Woo. This is exciting. Five, 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 five. <laughs> so in our top five, number one is Alessio 
de Shiriko. So the, I just, I have to eat my words. I admit it. He is the Italian fighter who defeated Joaquin Buckley. And last week I said Joaquin Buckley was fighting whoever the fuck. And whoever the fuck knocked Joaquin's ass out with a head kick. So way to go, Alessio. I will never forget your name now. And on top of that, I know. Good guy alert. Good guy alert. Right after his win, um, like post fight, whatever, immediate interview. And then again in the presser after, Alessio said, and I quote, guys, I'm sorry, but I promised myself I won't do this interview. I don't like that you only interview the winner in this game. This sport is made by two people always, a winner and a loser. So I don't like this. Sorry. I have never, we've heard like ish this sentiment before, but this is the first time someone really said, absolutely, a fight is two people. Sometimes you should not interview the loser because they cannot speak and don't have brain function. They got hit in the head. Like Joaquin Buckley, I think, after the head kick. Oh, no. <laughs> but I like that he said that. And on top of it, he won performance of the night. 50 Gs, way to go, Alessio. Let's go. 50 Gs is a lot of espresso. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we got to go to number two. Oof. Uh, Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Um, we already talked about this before. This was Bully Beatdown edition. Calvin Cater is as tough as they come. Let me tell you, during the week, Max Holloway kind of sounded like shit. Mm-hmm. And I was scared because I thought the fight was going to go as one of those extremes that, like, Max was either going to do what he did or, for some reason, I thought there was a slight possibility that Cater could do the reverse to him. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to be a close fight. Well, Max freaking mopped the floor with him. But he sounded like shit. He sounded like sick, like he was sick. Yeah. So I was concerned about it, which it totally went away by fight day. Um, first thing I want to talk about with Max, he had the black shorts. We're going to talk about fashion right now. He had the black <laughs> shorts with the slit that w- you hate. I only like sometimes, right? So you could kick higher, even though you didn't really kick him too much. In, uh, so it's like shorts basically down to your knee, and the slit is all the way up to your thigh yeah but sometimes they make it a little bit too aggressive this was like a perfect fit it of was a very it good was. silhouette of course and, it was uh he had the black shorts with the contrast red jammers on underneath which you don't really see i thought that was super cool was his name then written in red i didn't see actually i didn't notice that all right just wondering um but what i did notice was that the reebok logo was in red so it was cool it was all black mm. and red contrast so it must have been red because it, the whole thing was pretty cool First round, Max came in hot, dude. He was beat him, beating him from the beginning. Second round, he was hitting him with the combo machine going <laughs> every single time. It was uh, um, Your boy Calvin was throwing one, one twos, whatever, and Max was throwing threes and fours and fives. It was insane. Throwing elbows from hell, all this stuff. By the end of the second round, things were looking grim, 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 as my boys would say. All right, Holloway's name was in, like, gray silver. Okay, cool. Even better. 51 seconds into round three, John Anik asks, how much more can one man take? And it continues. Oh, my god! Who the fuck is going to be the first corner to throw in the towel? What the fuck? 
In wrestling, there's a tech fall, which, like, basically you, your opponent has over 10 points over you, and there's no way you're going to come back. So they call it a tech fall, and th- they stop the match. But that is, that's what I always wonder. But in MMA, in MMA, they're, like, Tater could have potentially had that one punch that would have turned everything around. I know, but it's too much. And it is painful to watch. I understand. I understand. And there was no point that Calvin wasn't defending himself. That's that's where the gray area comes from. Because I watched the whole fight after I woke up multiple times. (laughs) And I missed it live like an asshole. But, like, in the fourth round, Calvin had 80 significant strikes. Max had 224. Like, when somebody has three times their significant strike rate, rate, and it it gets from somewhere, like, between under 100 to over 250 or something, they have to make something, man. Because it's really hard because there was not a stop, uh, a place for Herb Dean, the referee, to stop it. And... Whatever, fuck it. I still think his corner should have thrown a uh, towel. But here we are again having the same here fucking Here we are again. <laughs> and I burned through all my curses now for the episode, so I don't have any. So Excellent. That means we should move on to number three in Do our top it. three. Also moving on to this Saturday's pay-per-view. I am, and I think you guys all know, anytime we're super excited for a fight, we're also super nervous Nellies. We oh are boy. terrible. I'm and nervous we for feed this fight. into each other's nerves. For different reasons, as excited and nervous as I am for McGregor versus Poirier, I am equally, if not more excited, nervous for Chandler versus Hooker. I'm I almost s- more excited. Almost. I said I wanted to talk about this because partly because I do kind of hate Dan Hooker now and I don't want to hate him, but I do kind of hate him. So I, I'm not going to backtrack. George is afraid to say anything negative. So I guess I have to fucking double down on this right now. Do you want to be that person? Do you want to be that person? What person? What are you trying to say? Okay. Well, maybe I'll be that person. <laughs> um, Fuck you, Dan Hooker. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you, you used your quota. Continue. So um, just a little background on both fighters so you can make the decision for yourself. Michael Chandler recently came over from Bellator where he made a name for himself. He is the former lightweight champ and defended his belt three times in Bellator. He has the most stoppage wins in Bellator history, the most title reigns in Bellator history, the most wins in Bellator lightweight division. Um, Like clearly his first fight in the UFC has been anticipated. He even came to Abu Dhabi um, for the Habib Justin Gaethje fight, in case something happened to one of them, yeah. he would have stepped Genius in. Genius move. And we recently heard him say that that was like a great dry run for him and so genius like so smart the traveling the weight cut the everything um so just smart we like smart people and smart fighters right side note he's also just a really good guy (laughs) he adopted this adorable little boy with his wife Um, And I have nothing but positive things to say about Michael Chandler and how he speaks and carries himself and what he posts and his workout routines and all of that. But his son's name, babe, a little bit of a yuck. What is it? It's Hap. Okay. Nothing? Nothing? Uh, He's a happy little boy. Aww. Yeah. That's nice. I hope he is. Hap. Um, Have any of you heard of such a name? Never heard of it. Um, But I will say that Michael Chandler, uh, 
if you follow our Instagram and don't even follow it closely, <laughs> but just check it out every once in a while, he's the only guy who I repost workout videos. A lot of fighters uh, post workout videos, but his are insane. He's like freaking throwing medicine balls on the track, running around. He's he's a freaking savage. Paulie Walnut's actually like. He, he loves that shit. He's got to check out Michael Chandler's Instagram. <laughs> All right. There you go. And um, that is who I am certainly rooting for to win. But it would not be right to just tell you I hate Dan Hooker. So here's some information about him. He has beat guys such as Paul Felder, though that was questionable because it was a decision and it was in his home country of New Zealand. Bah, bah, bah. He beat Michael Vick. He beat Ally Aquinta. He beat Gilbert Burns. So those are some names. He also fought Dustin Poirier last year, right? And Dustin Poirier Whooped beat him, but yeah, his ass. that was a freaking Thankfully. fight. That was a fight. So um, I do find him super annoying. There's no like real beef. However, when Chandler was signed to the UFC and he like put out one of his first statements, he said he'd like a little bit of a break before his first UFC fight after leaving Bellator and Hooker immediately tweeted out. So they brought the fitness fitness model out to announce he needs a holiday. So that's what Hooker wrote. What does that sound like to you, babe? Like some hooker shit. Sounds like some jelly shit because he is ugly and has an annoying accent and he wishes he was Michael Chandler. Now I'm going to have to wait on the buffet line (laughs) behind Dan Hooker with my holding hands throwing fish shirt. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. (laughs) Bring me back. You're like, she's just my podcast partner. She's not... (laughs) I'm not, I, 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 I don't know where that will. <laughs> All right. Go. Connor versus Dustin is this Saturday. I am freaking so excited. The, the world's so excited. The thing is, it's not only just a Connor McGregor fight, it's a rematch, which is always exciting, but it's also Dustin is just wheel, 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 good guy alert times a million. Yeah. They fought at UFC 178 in 2014. Connor finished him in a minute and 46 seconds. But we remember that Dustin Poirier was just young and emotional, and he just got all crazy Louisiana about it, you know? So in the book that George alluded to that I was holding before, in anticipation for this fight, of course I have to read this book that I have been meaning to read for years. So it's called The Notorious, The Biography of Conor McGregor. And I just read the like summary of when he fought Dustin the first time and one of his disses for Dustin which makes no sense to me maybe you like understand the backstory was that he called Dustin a pee head like I mean, P-E-A head yeah of course he's a pee head <laughs> I love it it's so silly head. I mean but, I don't think he's a pee head but you know you could say he's, oh yeah he that makes you feel bad that yeah. makes you feel bad but then so we all know freaking Connor and sometimes and lately he gets a little ridiculous with his trash talk but immediately after the fight um, he I guess was asked how he felt about Dustin and he said how can I hate a man who has the same dreams as me so I love that that's the Connor I like we're gonna give you some extra good guy uh, information on Dustin so this whole thing started because Connor couldn't get a fight last year I think we talked about on the podcast before the UFC didn't want to give up the gate that they would get from having a Conor McGregor fight and then potentially have him lose. That's always been the knock on Conor that he's a he's the UFC kind of pampers him because they don't want the you know the gravy train to stop. 
So <laughs> because they wouldn't put on a fight with him fighting with nobody either in Vegas or in Abu Dhabi at the time last year, uh, Connor really wanted to fight. He reached out to Dustin on Twitter and he's like, yo, let's do a charity boxing match and then we'll donate all the money or the majority of the money to Dustin Poirier's Good Fight Foundation, which is always a really awesome thing. Dustin uh, auctions off all his gear from every fight mm -hmm. um, to the highest bidder to raise money for the Good Fight charity, which supports uh, local, I think, children in Louisiana and maybe Florida, his like adopted home. Um, super awesome guy. He's also started his own hot sauce. Uh, I know. We which need we need to order. It. Yeah. It's like we've. Um, we drank proper 12. We should use the hot sauce. And Yeah, exactly. And Dustin's been on a roll for a long time. He lost to Khabib, uh, but he's still is. Did he lose his last fight, though? No. No, he lost um, to well, Khabib. But remember, he had like beat Justin Gaethje, which was like the craziest thing. Yeah, and he beat Eddie Alvarez and stuff. So that was his whole run. He lost to Khabib, and then I think he came back and beat uh, it, yeah, and Hooker. Hooker was yeah. the big win to show that he wasn't but whatever. going anywhere. He beat Max Holloway. Yes, thank you, thank you. That's what I was thinking. That's why I stopped. Uh, but Connor is looking freaking huge, <laughs> and he's looking great right now. So... Whatever. Not to mention those Versace pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get you those. I need to get you those. <laughs> Made some money off of you abs, baby. <laughs> so, all right, we're excited because we are invested in you all, and we are invested in our friends. Getting as Guys, excited as we to. are. Number five in our top five is the Embedded's available for free on YouTube. Remember, Embedded is like the reality show that follows the, the fighters behind the scenes the week of the fight. It is definitely what's going to pull you in to get invested. So we watch the first episode. We'll give you a little bit of a sneak peek. Episode two is out now, so you can catch up and watch it with us. What were some of your takeaways from the first episode? embedded babe okay so connor was wearing those pajamas that you were talking about which are pretty great freaking uh, great freaking versace i mean i think they're told i i like that he wore the pajama bottoms no shirt no shirt gangster i'm gonna start doing that dude <laughs> i'm gonna start doing that it's such a choice um they showed connor's hotel room so everybody gets treated great here i mean we, we've been treated like a king and a queen exactly here. We're like nobody's his room was freaking insane. They had the tricolor of the Irish flag all around with the with balloons. Uh, they had Polaroids of his life. They had everybody else has like all the other fighters have like a bag sauna, which is still pretty cool. That's in your room that goes up to your yeah. neck. He had a legit like one person sauna, wooden sauna, in with there. a personalized robe hanging yeah. outside for him. They had a box with uh, proper twelve minutes that said uh, something like the forecast for Sunday is one hundred percent whiskey. Yeah, with a proper twelve, so clever. Yeah, so clever, so thoughtful. It was just co it's cool to see the behind the scenes stuff there. And, and what. Obviously, we think it's cool, and we're like, this is so cool, because we've never had an experience. We've never seen something like that for ourselves. What was nicer is that we saw Connor, Connor Jr., D, his fiance, 
and their little girl whose name I don't remember. Um, like they were all super excited yeah. and appreciative, and yeah. that was nice to see. They've probably I'm seen all the sure, sh- all the craziest yeah, stuff. Like get out of here! But they still like were super. Connor Junior was like, because they had this one also thing on on the on the embedded. You guys got to watch it; it's really cool. Uh, they had what do you call like it? A like mural? a decal yeah. or something behind the door of Connor and D when he won his first uh, championship belt. Yeah, and you. Oh no, was it his first? I think it was when he beat Chad, but I'm not sure. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, and then Connor Jr. is just like looking at it like so like the way that you look at a picture of your parents when you're a little kid and you're like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And then Connor, they had mats on the floor, which that's what I want when we get back to America. I want to get those kind of mats that he had. in. Yeah, there. that's what you need more. Oh, well, yeah. Well, well after you have sets even bigger and we buy the house <laughs> down the block and then I get the mats in the basement. Th- those right, are the kind of mats right. that I want. And then Connor Jr. goes, Daddy, let's fight. <laughs> So they start wrestling, and it's really cute. And also, I just want to – obviously, this makes sense, right? Like, Connor is a professional fighter, and he's trained completely. But they're playing – play wrestling with his son who's, like, three years old, four years old or whatever. His son's on top. Connor actually does the side control escape to the single leg. Like, he does the real freaking There is thing. no playing. Yeah, yeah. So it was really <laughs> cool to see him do that. So, yeah, watching it better is free on YouTube. I mean, you don't even need a freaking US, uh, ESPN Plus account. Nothing. So. Watch it. It's, right. it's the fun stuff. Follow us on Instagram. Buy Bud Light Seltzer if you want to support the podcast. Buy uh, uh, Manscaped, our newest sponsor. Thank you very much. And also, uh, our our Instagram lumber, lumbers, numbers are a little low. So if you can, repost us. That We'd greatly appreciate it. We'll, we'll repost you guys if you want to. We love you. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Miranda and John Early. Happy birthday to you both. We love you both. 